Thursday, March 30th. Let us play Hurdle. Today's song is Chandelier by Sia. Oh my goodness, there's so much to talk about with Sia. So this song is in the Billions Club. She has a couple others in the Billions Club, and her other one, Unstoppable, is like on the way. It's like at 805 million. She has three or four others in the Billions Club. She has never won a Grammy. She was nominated for three or four for this one. She's been nominated like 10 times, but never won, which is a bummer. But um, Australian, Sia is her real name. That's her first name. I'm trying to think how to go about this. I'm a big, big Sia fan. All right, let's start at the beginning. So she's like five years older than me. She's 50 or pushing 50. She's up there, which is crazy. Um, So in the 90s, she was in a band in Australia. I don't even know what kind, but like a full band where she was the singer. They broke up and she went solo and was releasing, signed a record deal and was releasing solo albums in Australia. And they weren't doing much. They were, but they were, each one was getting bigger and bigger. And so she was a bigger deal in Australia. She moved to London, I know, at some point, and was working with bigger producers. And then her stuff still always did way better in Australia. And it kind of grew and grew and grew. And she was kind of building momentum into like her third solo project. And that's when she decided she does not want to be famous. Like, as she was starting to get incrementally more famous, she was like, this sucks. I don't want any part of this. Love music, don't want to deal with this. And the story that she tells that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back was that she was outside of her apartment talking to a friend who just found out she had cancer. And there, she's explaining to her, like, literally, like, what she just found out at the doctor And as they're trying to have this conversation, someone recognizes Sia and runs up and asks, like totally interrupts them and asks for a photo. And that's when Sia was like, I don't want anyone to know who I am. Like I want some kind of privacy. At the same time, that album she had just released is starting to gain some momentum and some traction and doing way better in Australia, way faster than her previous one. So when that happens, you have managers, and agents, and A&R reps, and record labels, and business managers, everybody that gets paid based on you getting paid, you making money. So they're all going to encourage you to tour more, more videos, more songs, keep cranking stuff out nonstop, post on all your socials, keep posting on your socials, grow your audience. And I mean, she just hit a wall going, I don't want any of that. And so that doesn't go well. So she fires her whole team and hires a manager whose idea is, hey, why don't you just write songs for other people? Let's just do that. Then no one will know who you are. You can still make music, write songs. I think you'll be great at it. And he was right. So starting even in the early 2000s, she has written with every single person on the planet. I know Um, I mean, she did Diamonds, the Rihanna song. She's done a lot of David Guetta stuff, which is other way she's in the Billions Club. Um, Diplo, Katy Perry, Beyonce. Oh, hold on. I got to think. Oh, then like Shakira, J-Lo, Pitbull, uh, Eminem, Kanye, 
Who else? Brittany, Christina, Kelly Clarkson, Celine Dion, Maroon 5. Probably going to repeat them. I mean, it's everybody. I'm trying to think of who else. I said Beyonce, right? Oh, and then what blew my mind to find out, she wrote a song on a Deftones album in 2000. Remember that White Pony album in 2000? After the Deftones' first big one in 97? Sia has a writing credit on a Deftones song, on a Fall Out Boy song. Drake. Pink. <laughs> it's like just like literally, if someone's cracked the top 100 in the last 15 years, Sia wrote a song for them. Again, all while maintaining her uh, privacy. Well, she had one more album to satisfy her solo career with that record label. And it was kind of hanging over her. And which probably makes me think from like a publishing deal, she either owed money back or owed songs that was probably holding her up from going to a new deal that would pay her a lot more because she was working with all these big artists and doing these big songs. You know what I mean? So she had to fulfill the solo thing. And so she took some songs, this song being one of them, that um, in 2014 that she wrote for Rihanna, but she really liked it. She said she wrote it really quickly and it just kind of flowed and she loved it. She liked what it was about. And um, so she put this out and it exploded. So now she's back to the privacy issue and she just adopted the blonde Bob wig as a way to keep her face covered. And then even when she does do a, a, a picture straight on, she like usually contorts her face or like makes fish face or something so that like you really can't ever tell what she looks like. And it's not like she's hiding. I mean, her first two albums have her real face on the front of it. So it's not like you can't find out what Sia looks like. But to her credit, not having her faces in music videos and on the cover and on her socials and live performances on Saturday Night Live and late night talk shows and all that kind of stuff, you really don't know what she looks like. It's kind of like a football player who never takes his helmet off. You're like, yeah, I know a lot about that person, but if they passed me in a grocery store, I would have no idea. The other thing that I've read that she said that always kind of make me laugh was that she also likes not having to live under the scrutin- uh, scrutiny of like the public opinion. So she's like, <laughs> she said, I could get a horrible spray tan or gain 10 pounds and I don't have to hear about it because no one really knows who I am or what I look like. And so I don't read about it in the tabloids. Like my personal appearance is not getting picked apart every day on TMZ because I kind of hide my face. And she used that uh, little girl dancer as like a proxy in her wig doing the first three or four videos she released. And so it worked. They had like billions of streams and they were very successful and hugely famous, but didn't have her in it. I think she's genius. I want to, like, Sia would be a top three people for me that's in the music world now that if I could interview, Sia's always been at the top of that list. I think she's interesting. She's obviously insanely talented as a songwriter. I mean, off the charts. I, and I, that list I did, I'm, that's probably a third of the people that she's written music for. So she's so super talented. She's been through a lot. I don't know. I want to hang out with Sia. That's that's what this really is all about. I'm a big, big Sia fan. I think she's awesome. Okay, that was a great one. Really good one to talk about. That's another artist that I don't think we've ever had. I know we've never had. And um, 
man, just so interesting and so talented and, and vast. I mean, works with every artist on the planet. So great hurdle today. I'll see y'all tomorrow. You can play Hurdle every day at Spotify.com slash Hurdle. And you can watch us playing live every day on Instagram at Let's Play Hurdle.